Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Small Seed Big Impact Podcast. We hope these episodes plant seeds that inspire big impacts in your life. Shane and I are your hosts. Don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media and let us know what you thought of this week's episode. All right, y'all, enjoy. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode. (laughs) We're doing uh, one that I've been wanting to do for a little while on like parenting. And we took questions on Instagram yesterday or two days ago, right? It was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yesterday. And because this is like, I feel like I get a lot of questions revolving around like parenthood and like that kind of stuff on my personal page and like from small, like some of our small seed customers too. So that's why I wanted to do one like this. Cause I feel like we have like unique in many ways, but specifically one being like her being raised vegan is like where I get a lot of questions. What's up? How are you? Me? Yeah. You know, just slaving over bars and coming home to record. You know, just another Living day. Living that full life. Another day. <laughs> full. Full You got your hair cut today and it looks, Super short. Yeah, it looks good though. No, it does look good. I'm ready to become famous next week. I don't know why you you made it so cold when we're going somewhere freezing. You're I'm gonna be so hat, cold. Though. You don't have any hair on the sides to sacrifice protect. to look good. You sacrifice. <laughs> Nothing you can't to be looking you. like a scrub. It's true. That is true. But okay, so we're basically just gonna you want to just jump into questions. Yeah, I don't think we need to recap anything. Yeah, no, we don't. So answer everyone's question. Opal being vegan is not why she's so good looking. It's because of me. <laughs> so that's yeah, not it. Right. <laughs> she end. looks like me. No, she doesn't. She does. Not right now. You know my baby picture that you saw. She looks like me. No. Even you said it. People, Even your mom was like Yeah, but now surprised. people are saying she looks like me again. Because they haven't seen my baby she's picture. She's fluctuating. <laughs> fluctuating. Fluctuating? Flex. Fluctuating. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That is, that. That's funny. Fluctuating. That's, a, that's, a, that's what I do with my weight. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, thanks to the... I posted this. Holly made me post this question. And only one person out of all of my following <laughs> happened to even put a question on there. She actually put two. So, thank you. No, she put one that was, like, into two oh, questions. Shows you I didn't read it. I just screenshot it and <laughs> sent it to Holly. But. Also, real quick. Can we just real quick talk about this? How annoying are these fake, like, annoying Instagram bots. bots? Yes. I'm so, so annoyed. Stupid. Like, stop. Do you like, literally someone wrote, do you like salad? Why does, how does that have anything to do with anything that I posted about? Nothing. Zero. Yeah. Like, I get like hi, you're awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, great, thanks. No one gives Like, a, you didn't no answer my question. Yeah, exactly. All right, just had to say that real quick because that's anyway. been pissing me off lately. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with the question that you got on your page. Oh, cool. <laughs> just because it's at the top. All right. So it says, talk about ways to incorporate kids into workouts. And then she, the second part of her, what she said, wrote to you was basically saying that, People oftentimes use kids as an excuse to not work out. Well, I think it depends on their age. Um, also, I feel like that question just needs more clarity. Well, I, I feel like to, I can I think answer. To, I think to answer that I, question first, though, kids aside, you make time for what's important. Period. What if you're with your kids all day, though? Then you sleep less. Like, when I used to work 20 hours, I just slept less and worked out. Yeah. Like, if it's important, you do it. Anyway, but I think, yeah, you could probably answer this question better. Yeah, I feel like because I work out with her 
and have been working out with her. Like, especially since you've been traveling so since she's been, like, born. Yeah. But... Thankfully, one, we have a gym in the house, so that makes it a lot easier. I don't have to go to the gym. But even if even if you were someone who went to the gym, I feel like a good way to start, like, incorporating workouts again is there's always the ability to do, like, at-home workouts. So you could just get, like, five or ten-pound dumbbells or, you know, bands or anything. You don't need, like, a whole gym like we have. You can do easy at-home workouts right after you have a kid. If they're, if they're an infant, and obviously you don't want to bring an infant to the like gym little daycare because that's just gross but I feel like I always she since she's been like old enough to come outside into the gym with me I'll do stuff sometimes sometimes she'll just play and hang out and that's perfect and I can get my workout done but then sometimes she's clingy so then I just use her in my workout like I'll hold her to do air squats or I'll like lift her up and down to do curls or I'll put her on my back and I'll do like walking lunges. Like I'll incorporate her into the workout and sometimes I'll like I don't know, do stuff like that. Now that she's older, she seems like like I brought her out there a few times recently. And I'll just work out with her. She's pretty chill. She's now though, now that now, she's older. That's what I'm saying. It's an age she wants thing. to work out on her own. She just so, wants like her own weights and she wants to like basically yeah. copy what you're sometimes doing. Sometimes your weights. Yeah, exactly. She wants to like, copy what you're doing. Yeah, and you just let her, you know, you just take longer rest between sets, that's all. But I think my, this person who asked this question, her kids are a little older, so I think I think what she's asking is like, how do you maybe how do you get kids involved into like your passion for working out? And that's a trick question because some may just really not be interested. But I also think if if it's like something that you value in your household and they see you doing it every day, they're gonna want to imitate you, unless you're a bitch about it. What do you mean a bitch about like, it? Like if you're like, leave me alone, I'm trying to like you know like oh yeah, like yeah. if you make it more of a negative thing. No, but I even feel like I see, like, parents, yeah, like, if you're stretching and, like, your kid's a little bit older, you can, like, show them, hey, like, let's put our, like, hands over our head. Like, you can make it fun. You can basically make it into a game so that they enjoy it. Meanwhile, you're actually getting your workout done. Or, meanwhile, they are actually working out. Did we answer a question? Was there two parts or just one? There, it was just saying talk about, basically it said talk about ways to incorporate kids into workouts. Oh. Well, I think also a lot of a lot of parents think like kids shouldn't work out. Do they though? Yes. That's gonna like stunt their growth. That, I mean, that de- like, who knows that depends what they on what kind of working out because we're specifically talking about weightlifting, and that actually well, is any- true because you stunted your growth weightlifting. No, I stunted my growth because <laughs> I did steroids when I was a teenager, and also weightlifted a lot, like yeah, a but, lot. Of but weight. I would have never, I would have never hit that much weight when I was working out if I was natural. I don't think, definitely not. So that was like, that was a combo package. But I was also 17, 16, 17 years old. So I would never have stunted my growth. Like they usually, they like wait till puberty till like you start lifting heavy weights. But I don't think that's actually true. Uh, I think people are just lazy. But like if you think about us as people, we would have been doing physical activity since birth basically. Like as soon as you can crawl, you're doing chores. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like life, like you could do something as simple as lifestyle activities where you're like, let's pick up this rock and then they have a smaller rock or something and you walk across the lawn and they have to walk across the lawn or you could do something like I don't know obviously buying a tire is expensive but (laughs) things like that you know that are more like lifestyle or fun that a kid could actually understand oh I'm going to use this in real life like I may have to run up the stairs really fast and run back down and then you know how you do those like stairs as an exercise. I think most kids like praise too so 
I think like showing them like accomplishments is pretty is neat. Like being able to go up and wait, depending on like the age bracket. Yeah, of course. I think it's pretty like Opal's always super happy when she gets to do anything. Like when she performs one rep of one thing, she's like, Yes, like, <laughs> yeah. she's like look at me. Yeah. Well yeah, like when she first picked up the ten. Yeah. Like after she was trying, trying, yeah, Straining. and she got it, she was like, Yeah and caught for she's, herself. She, yeah, she's <laughs> But I think that's like outside of weightlifting, that's how we teach her to embrace life, period. Yeah. But I do have to say, I do agree parents use kids as an excuse. And I think when they're an infant and their nap schedule is all weird and their feeding schedule is all weird, like, it's definitely more difficult when they're newborns. But I feel like, one, as they get older, I mean, as a newborn, maybe you only get a 20-minute workout. Like, maybe you only get a 30-minute workout and it's going to have to be from home. And you're just going to have to figure out home workouts to do, but... As they get older, it's so much easier to, one, work out while they're around, but two, also incorporate them, like we were saying, into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is obviously a stupid question. You're going to know who asked this. Do you plan on teaching Opal to juggle? Anyone in the family a master juggler? <laughs> no one in our family is a master juggler. I think master is like when you can do like chainsaws and fire batons. So Ooh. no, we're not. I mean, if you want to teach her, Uncle Beans, <laughs> who's, who's the master juggler of the family. I don't know what he can juggle yet. Me neither. I haven't seen him juggle. I know. Time. I gotta. Next time you're in America, you gotta see what you're juggling, and then we'll we'll see if Opal can live up to the standard. I feel like she could juggle. She just like. I feel like she'd be into so. it. Yeah, Probably. exactly. Um. All right, next question is, how do you keep your marriage healthy with a business and a child? We don't. <laughs> That's an easy question, guys. We talk about, we are like pretty transparent about this all the time. Who asked that question? I don't know. I no. have, just have them written down. No. Uh, we don't. It, it gets put very last on the list of everything. Yeah, when you say, <laughs> when you say marriage, child, business, it's like, Business and child come first, and that's like a very yeah, business and baby like is, like a, a, is like a tie. Yeah, exactly. That's like a very strong pull, depending on like what needs more attention at what time. Yeah, and that's like that. Sadly to say, that transfers second to second. Like, yeah, exactly, really, exactly. It could be twelve o'clock, and I'm hanging out with Opal twelve one. I'm like, I gotta go exactly. right now. But. Yeah, our marriage definitely does fall last. But you know what's kind of cool about this podcast is this has been like setting aside forced time which sometimes makes me miserable what to do these no like trying to like cram and rush my point was it's like yes it's nice i think i think the struggle is learning to be present in those very small increments of time that you have exactly and separating your identity from like the baby and the business which is nearly damn impossible for me yeah i mean it's been and honestly yeah i can definitely like no, okay, I'm in wife mode, I'm in mom mode, I'm in business mode. But it crosses over so, like, sim- not simultaneously, but, like, it crosses over so rapidly that it's hard to sometimes decide where you want to give your attention. But um, I think we're mu- we're figuring it out much better than our first year. Yeah, by the time it's over, we'll have it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the time we're 17, we're going to know what's up. Like, no problem. So come back to us with that question at that point in time. But I feel like we do talk about this all the time. Yeah. I There's a reason why a lot of entrepreneurs don't have kids while they're getting the business started. I, like think, there's, I also there's think a, it, takes a, it takes a very certain type of couple to do it together. To run a business together? Yeah. And, yeah. 
I agree. Because usually, like, that life and home life, you know, like, typically need to be separate. But a lot of those people get divorced, too. I think of, like, entrepreneurs with, like, a wife or a husband who's not an entrepreneur usually end up getting divorced. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the, that was the flip side that I was going to say. Is the good thing about working together on a startup is you both 100% understand the time that needs to go into the business and you're never expecting them to cut something short because you know that like this has to get done no matter what. And I think that that's important because I feel like we're okay with, even though it sucks and it's like tough, obviously to put your marriage third, we're also like for the long run, it's going to be okay. That was going to be my next suggestion even if it's hard and not really doable, is like, you just got to think long-term. Yeah. Like, what's what's five or seven years out of 50, 60, or 70? Yeah. And each year, you make it better, and you figure it out more and more. But And obviously, as Opal gets older, it becomes easier. But... Also, breaking past, like, the start, the quote-unquote startup phase yeah. of it. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's, it's where you get out of the red and into the black. Mm-hmm. Um, into the green. Isn't black in the... It's not green, is it? I mean, it's green. <laughs> Isn't it red I've and black? I've never heard red and black. I've only heard red and green. Whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, then, then like time becomes more readily available. Unless you're like serious psychopaths like I am, and maybe Holly might be too, or you just want to keep growing. So I don't know if that day will ever end. Yeah, I mean, but it will get easier because there right. we won't be wearing 500 hats. We're going to be wearing, like, we'll be making the larger check. decisions and we'll, we'll still be wearing multiple hats, but we're going to have a team of people helping us. On and Holly and I will probably doing. communicate 30 minutes every day for, like, a mass meeting and I'll have my own team and she'll have her own team and we'll do our own thing. And then, like, when by the time I get home, yeah. it's completely separate from It will work. be totally separate. It's not like our office. Right. Obviously, we'll probably always have a home office, just, like, if we need to do something real quick, but yeah. it won't be our office, won't be in our home, which is also something that makes it a little hard. It's like your work is your the house, but also, right. yeah, but also where your family is and also where That's your husband is. That's one of the I'd be way more productive if... I was, like, off-site for, like, six hours with zero distractions and here for 12 hours. Yeah. Versus I'm, like, okay with being here. <laughs> but I also feel like that's from college. Because I was, like, someone... Remember, like, I could never go to the library in college. I could never go to a coffee shop. I just couldn't go. I was comfortable getting my work done in my house. Like, I just wanted to be in my house getting I mean, my work done. Yeah. Or I mean, in my living space, you know? I'm okay with that, too. It's just the distractions around me is the hard part. Well, that's what's easy for me. I just, like, close it out. But I feel like you can't. Or you have a more difficult time right. just shutting it all mm-hmm. off. Next question, please. All right, next question. <laughs> what are Opal's go-to meals or snacks? Everything. <laughs> go-to meals? I mean, ever since we went to Italy this summer, she's freaking been a pasta queen. Well, it's, it's very a- clean pasta, and it's made out of quinoa. Yeah, she loves the go-go quinoa pasta. That's usually her go-to. Sometimes I'll give her, we have like this black rice ramen noodles that I give her. I hate and those things. Like, really? She loves them. The, the one that makes the whole water purple? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate She those. loves them. Gross. Maybe because they're kind of like, nah, you got to pull them off. Four minutes only, they're then you sticky. pull them off. I know. That's. I think that's why she likes them. I got to cut them really small. That's how she chokes them. I don't like sticky food because then I can't eat it fast. But like she'll him. do that. But then she'll also do, like, we have a chickpea pasta and a brown rice. Like, she'll really do any type of she pasta. She likes much too. Yeah, I was going to say, that was the other, like, usual. If I'm like, ooh, what should I make real quick? Broccoli. She enjoys steamed broccoli. She enjoys, like, any any vegetables that you 
douse in pesto. <laughs> she'll eat literally <laughs> as long as there's pesto on it, she'll eat it. So she likes pesto. She's recently been liking salad, which is good. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, just like good. I don't put any dressing on it because I've tried to put dressing on it twice and she did not like it. I think she just didn't obviously like the dressing flavor. But then I've given it to her like two or three times. Just literally lettuce. <laughs> and she just eats it like that. And she likes it, which is good. She eats like every fruit and vegetable though. Yeah. Like that's for snack and meal. Yes. Her meals always are like a carb and then, or a carb pro- slash protein. And then. Because they're one and the same when you're a vegan. Yeah. And then a fruit and a vegetable. Avocado, like that's what she gets every night. She goes or every day. every now and then. Those are chef. She snacks on apples and, and carrots a lot. And then we have like like on the go snacks too that she enjoys. Yeah. I feel like she just eats every fruit and vegetable. Anything That's... like anything that you can eat raw. Cantaloupe, she also... her new love. <laughs> well, we ran out tonight. So. <laughs> oh, no. We're going to have to go get some more. Because <laughs> the thing is, if something's in season, I'll buy it. Or like if it's on sale at the store or something, obviously it's like they're too ripe or something and they need to sell them fast. Okay. Usually I'll buy things those. that so are in season there's... are on sale. Yeah. So, that, so those are things that just depend on the season of what she's getting. Um, that's for fruits and vegetables, but yeah, she's so, she's easy. Yeah. Oh, she easy. also loves pretzels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and chips. She's like chips. They're not chips. Are they tortilla? Yeah. They're to- yeah. They're tortilla, tortilla chips. chips. Yeah. I used to eat them much. I've been like, I have not been eating chips for a long time now. I don't even eat like chip chips anymore. or tortilla chips. Yeah. I ate them once in the last three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. He used to like scoop them. Yeah. I stopped. Yeah, she'll eat them sometimes. But yeah, she's... And then she's kind of like a little bit picky with what we eat. Like, she doesn't like overly flavored things. Literally probably the only no two flavors. The only two why. flavors she likes... No, I mean like different meals outside of like if I do barbecue, she's like not about it. Oh, she literally almost, only likes tomato sauce and pesto. Like if well, you put tomato sauce like on anything and pesto on anything, and then obviously she likes the mush, but even the mush, it needs to be the three right. things it's that a, go into it. Account, can't be, yeah, yeah, it can't be like the two. I'm the or, same way though. I'm very like, that's, I think that might be part of her like OCD. Cause I enjoy, I really truly enjoy eating the same types of things all the time. And I do not like to break the cycle. Yeah. Well then she'll get to a point where she's like sick of it. Like we can't give her, so for breakfast food specifically, like we're typically give her like the same thing, then she gets sick of it, then the same thing, then she gets sick of it. And she's in a new season right now where she just got sick of what we were giving her, so. Yeah, well that's because we're not really meant to eat breakfast, so. Yeah, we are. No, no. Breakfast fuels you for the day. Because uh, breakfast is the best meal of the day. No, it's not. So now Breaking we're just having fun. Now we're just having fun figuring out what she likes. But I just made those, those oat muffins, so she's been munching on those lately. Mm. Or the past two days she's been eating those. Okay. I don't even know if that answered it, but yeah, that's what she Yeah, go to meals. Quinoa pasta, <laughs> pesto veggies, and mush. Yep. That's it. And any fruit and vegetable that you could possibly think of. Snack. I feel like, to double back on that, a lot of people, when they think like plant-based or vegan, they think just a lot of fake meats. And like, truthfully, we barely eat fake meats. She doesn't and like... And Opal will never eat fake meats because... I don't want to give her processed things. She doesn't like... I've tried to get... But even things like um, tempeh or tofu, like, she doesn't like them. Right. She literally only likes her beans. And the only beans she really likes that are, like, in bean form are lentils and... Mung beans. Mung beans. Like, I've tried to give her chickpeas before. I've tried to give her other beans before. 
And she would kind of, she would like eat a few, but she would never eat them in abundance. Like when we make chili, she doesn't eat the chili. She's like not about any of the other beans. The sprouted lentils and mung beans are good, that's why. Yeah. And they're also like, yeah, the texture of them is good. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't eat any, really any processed food. And we don't eat that much either. Yeah. We don't at all. I just made that post today. That's why she doesn't. Yeah, exactly. What you have in your house is probably what your kid's going to eat, so you should look around and see if it's... Something you don't want your kid to eat, you should not be eating it. Stole my five years and 35-year-old post. I did? Snake. I did? Remember I was saying this the other day? What? When I was like, I saw like a meme and it was like saying like what you you feed your kids at five years old, they'll probably eat at 35 years old. Oh, no, I meant like my post was basically just talking about like what you feed your body. Like you should just be eating real food, not processed trash. That's so funny. That's what my next post was going to be. All right, we'll do it. But not about processed food, just about anything that's not good for you. Yeah. Like meat. Like <laughs> Yeah, my posts always end up turning into something about veganism when they're not, their original direction's not meant to go that way, but they just end up going That's because, like, that health way. and veganism are one and the same. I know. I'm like, I'll be writing, 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 and then I'm like, damn it, all right, I just gotta write this anyways. <laughs> gotta preach real quick. I try not to, like, overly press it, but it's, like, it's hard when, like, when you want to talk about health in long term and, like, the, like, what's wrong with basically, like, American society is, like, diabetes and heart disease and obesity. And, like, veganism cures all that. Yeah. Anyway, I'm over it. Next question. Next question. Does Opal take any supplements because she's on a vegan diet? So, it's not because she's on a vegan thank diet. Thank you. I was about, that was a, what I was about to say. Has nothing to do with her being on a vegan diet, but she just started taking, like, literally B12 vitamin D. And because... Whether you're vegan or not vegan, almost everyone is deficient in it because our soil is deficient in it. Exactly. And we're like we don't have a good source from it without it being mm, extracted. And typically, people think you can get B12 from animal protein or animals, but the only reason you're getting B12 from them is because they are also getting pumped with it. A natural animal, for example, a cow. If it was just living in the wild, like not in the wild, but if it was just grazing on grass, it would get the B12 from the grass because essentially, like you said, it's from the soil. Um, And so they would get it that way. But because cows are in such sterile environments now, they have to be injected with B12 supplements anyway. Our soil is no nutrients. That's the other thing. And also, we would get it back in the day. From eating, like, fruits and vegetables that weren't washed, essentially. Right. Pulling something out of the ground, and we would just go cook it or eat it or whatever. But now, all of our vegetables, all of our fruit are perfectly... Yeah. One, yeah, pesticides. The soil that they're grown in is just awful. So so they're lacking nutrients because the soil has no nutrients. And then on top of that, they're sprayed down with trash. Even organic stuff, like... I know, they still use use pesticides. It's just a lesser amount. Yeah, it's just not the stuff that's gonna... Yeah, probably will still give you cancer at the end. (laughs) Still stuff that destroys your body to make it last longer. Yeah. So they can increase their profits. Anyway. And water is actually pretty interesting, too. Uh, Water would naturally carry a lot of B12 in it. Yeah. Well, because Um, the same thing we drink from a stream. It would be from the, the soil and water. But now everything is filtered, filtered, processed, and pretty much... The toilet that you pee in is the water you're drinking three days later, so exactly. think about that. <laughs> but we also wouldn't drink from a faucet. Right. Like, like back in the day, yeah. we would have drank from a stream. We would have drank from a well. We would have drank from something where, like, the source was coming from the ground, but now I'm, like, just thinking, like, in, all, in almost all of history, like, all, like, over, all civilizations that, like, grew too far all eventually got destroyed. And I wonder if this is why. Why? 
Because, like, we're taking, like, our natural elements away, so people just start to, like, die. Wither, but wither. now, like, now science is so good, we have, like, these quote-unquote medications to keep us, like, alive, but not well. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm curious if eventually that's all just going to blow up pretty soon. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I mean, I feel like we're already on the path towards there. For sure. Of realizing. So, to answer your question, she takes B12, vitamin D, not because she's vegan, but because everyone should. And she just started taking them like a, week a week ago. ago. Yeah. Literally. We went to her 18 months and they were like, oh, because essentially he was like, if you're taking it and you're breastfeeding her, and I was, I still am breastfeeding her, but she's not on the boob as much anymore. She definitely isn't. I mean, she's still on the boob a lot. <laughs> she's probably not getting her adequate amount through breast milk anymore. And so he just suggested getting her on a supplement. So she's been taking Garden of Life spray, AK, which is what we take. Yeah. She takes mine. She does. Drools all over it. She loves it. It has a little sweet taste to it. Cool. <laughs> um, are you hard on yourselves as parents? How do you overcome that? What does that mean? So this question was, I, I, I kind of like reworded it, but it was basically saying like, t- parents need to stop being so hard on themselves. Meaning, like the way you're, like the way you raise your kid, or the decisions that you make for your kid. I think parents in general. This is hard for us to answer because we're not overly. No, that's not true. I am overly everything, but I'm not hard on myself because I'm making all the right decisions. That's the answer to the question. If you're doing everything that's right, how can you be mad at yourself? I think the people who are hard on themselves are the ones that aren't doing everything they can. Yeah, I mean, hard on yourself is like a hard thing for me because I'm not a parent who has a lot of. I don't hold anything to a standard or have expectations. I just like let her be herself. No, but I mean, like I let her be herself, and whatever she ends up doing, like whatever path she ends up taking or whatever she ends up doing, like I'm gonna be happy for her regardless. Does that that make sense? I don't know. I'm just saying, like for me, thinking like, oh, being hard on yourself, being like, oh, my kid ate sugar. Oh no, like I don't know, something like that, or you know what I mean, or like my kid was on their tablet all day, and you're being like hard on yourself. Like, what does that even what, explain it? What is being well, hard on yourself very, as a parent? Mean? I think it, I think it's like when you know you fall short and you're mad about it. Yeah, I just that's, don't. That's ever the think only I fall reason short. I think people, <laughs> people would fall short. And it probably happens more like when they're older and maybe you see like everything you did wrong. Yeah. So Opal's pretty young right now. And I feel <laughs> okay. like I'm doing everything right. And she we'll acts see. she acts amazing. We'll uh, see it in 18 years. Yeah, talk to us then. But and then I'll let you know if I'm hard on myself. No, I still feel like I, I won't be hard on yeah. myself though. I mean, like, like I feel like I'll just... I think but that also stems from like if you truly believe like you're doing everything you think is right, you can't be mad at how something turns out. Yeah. Like... For anything in life, whether it's your children, your business, relationships, work, whatever. And honestly, all you can do is present them with, all you can do is present them with the tools and the attitude that they can carry on in life that will lead them to a positive life. And as they grow up and the friends that they have and the decisions that, the decisions that they make, that's at the end of the day, that's their life and their decision. And you can't be mad about the decisions that they make. Right. Like you set, if you set them up, to live this life that you want for them, then and they go on a different path, then like that has nothing to do with you. Yeah, I think you should just be an active living example of what you think is the best. Also, on a, on a side note, for the people who are hard, I had a terrible upbringing in childhood, and 
it may have took me a long time, but like I'm doing really good in life. I'm okay. Because because my life was so bad, I'm doing really well now. So maybe you just need to like reframe your thinking. I mean, some people stay trapped, but that's their own fault. It's like it's a personal decision. It's not a parent's decision. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It is a personal decision. Like at the end of the day, like if you, even if you didn't give them all of the opportunities that you hoped for them, or you didn't present them with the way that you hope that they live, like at the end of the day, they're going to make their own decisions. And the reality of it is we're creating a backbone. We're creating a, I don't know if backbone is the right word to use, but we're creating the floor that they're going to stand on, but it's really going to be their peers and their friends and, you know, the people that they're around the most, a.k.a. at school when they're kids, who's going to craft who they really are. It's true. Whoever they influence. Unless, like, yeah. And some of that's, like, personality, like, that you just have. Like, some people are more yeah, yeah. stubborn and of some course. people are more followers. Of course. So. And that's what I'm saying. Like, you're giving them the floor to stand on. Like, you're telling them, like, these are our values. These are what, This is what we believe in. This is what's right. This is what's wrong. This is how we act. Whatever. You're giving them that. And also... You're showing them that, like, as an infant, from infantry to, like, what is it, eight, six or eight, is when they, like, really create your entire personality. Zero to seven, I think. Um, So, like, until they go to school, you really have the ability to to shape them. And that's a a majority of it. That's up until they're five, right? Mm -hmm. You go to school when you're five. So, the way you act at home, the way that you react to things, the decisions that you make, the way that you show them love, the way that you, like interact with them. How to, not, how to not be so hard? Work on yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, next question is... Oh, someone said, talk about how you react to her falling, because that's an interesting parenting tip. You let them fall. <laughs> this is something, this are, is something that yeah, I yeah. had, like, a big... Like, I was very adamant before even Opal was born. Of, like, I do not want, like anxiety or anger or any type of fear imprinted on opal zero like not a single one i don't want any at all because those emotions like stay with you really hard and heavy so like if she's walking and she falls on her face like you're not allowed to react you're not allowed to make a noise (gasps) you're not allowed to do anything there's no heightened you let her fall you pick her up or you she if she doesn't stand up you pick her up most of the time she does stand up and when they come to you you just tell them like you're all right and like just like you help them keep going but there's, there's, like, way more to this backstory. But ultimately, you just let him fall. We just, yeah, we want her to be able to explore and to be able to learn her surroundings and to not be afraid to take a step off of a stair and fall. Like, not be afraid to fall. Not be afraid to be adventurous or be curious of things and try things. And yeah. if you get hurt, like, she, it's so funny because... <laughs> Two, two stories about this is one she goes to a tumble class and so this tumble class is like a giant or it's like, like min- a gym set up yeah it's basically like all these like foam but there's like different tiers of levels and opal and now she understands a little more to like turn around and go off like butt for like you know her feet yeah. first <laughs> when she was younger she used to just step off of like something like i don't know how tall is that maybe three four feet yeah three feet she would just take a step and other parents would buck <gasps> oh my gosh it scared me and she would just literally like roll on the ground or like catch herself with her hands or whatever like but she was always fine you know but literally every parent who would see her just like even her teachers who would see her like because she's crazy she just doesn't care she'll do anything she'll be swinging from those bars and i'll let her drop and they'll be like 
Me too. And I'm like, she's okay. Also, she like, lands on her feet. We also like, like, I don't, not that we taught her to fall, but like, I let her do things to the point, like when I would do pull-ups out there, I let her hang until she fell. Oh, like, yeah. I catch her before she hit the ground, but I just let her. So like, she's not afraid of letting go. Yeah, like, exactly. I think of our stupid gymnastics thing. Opal started walking at what, like nine months, eight months. Yeah, eight months. And by the time she was a year, she's climbing up. I'm like, that thing is taller know, than me. And she just climbs up by herself. <laughs> she up, has like no with fear. no one around. Yeah. And that's the thing though. She scares me. We're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what in the hell? Watch her. <laughs> I know, you'll be like in the kitchen watching her and I'm like, oh I can. <laughs> but that's the thing, I just let her explore. Like, I don't worry about her. Of course if she gets her, I'm like, oh, it's okay, I'll pick her up and comfort her. People but, heal. Babies yeah. are resilient. You heal. You get hurt. You heal. But that's the thing. And now she's like, she'll just be like, ouch. She'll just say, ouch. Yeah, yeah. keep walking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She'll look at you when something like clearly hurt her. Like, I don't know. She hit her shit or something. She'll be like, ouch. Right. But then she'll get up and keep walking and be yeah, fine. But it's not she doesn't just, cry. It's not we just don't over. We don't react. Yeah. Right. It's not just falling. It's anything. It's like when you're stuck, when you're tangled. It's like the act of like putting on clothes. Like you don't get frustrated. You just like, you keep your cool and you remain calm. And I like the basis of this teaching is like, I believe fear is one of the most debilitating, debilitating emotions that you could ever instill in anyone. It stops everyone from doing everything because they're afraid if they don't know what's going to happen. And that just like really upsets me and bothers me. Um, <laughs> I'm done. That was the end of my rant. That was literally the end of my rant. <laughs> keep going. I'm done talking about fear. Um, no, but, but but that's why I'm really selective uh, <laughs> of like who I want around Opal. Like that's something that I struggle with a lot, um, especially when she's so young right now. Yeah, this is when it affects her. But we're not like stressed out, anxious people. Like we don't, we don't. I don't know. We just have like never worried about that. I've just always felt like it's better for her to learn how to like fall or to learn that it's okay if you. I don't know, fall down the stairs. Like, you'll be okay if you fall down the stairs because you know to, like, like, this is sad, but one time she did fall down the stairs, but she tucked her head. She knew to tuck her head, which is pretty, like, and she caught herself with her hands. Remember she was on the last, you weren't here, but she was on the last step. She tucked her head and she, like, stopped herself with her hands. Like, she didn't just smash to the floor. Like, she kind of understood falling. Side note, because fear, like, being in fear stops you from, like, acting rationally. So, like, you panic and you don't know what to do. But when you're not fear-based and you're not anxious, you can process things and react properly. You're like, I'm falling. I need to you're put like, my okay, hands down. You're like, okay, what do down. I do? Yeah, Versus, exactly. like, most people just panic. Probably because their parents panicked and just stopped them in the first place. Yeah. We're not um, helicopter parents by any means. I don't know what that means. Like, someone who's, like, always around your kid. Like, you're okay, Johnny. Oh, let's wash your oh, hands. Oh, God, those like, people are the worst. Not be, not be, it's like, like, like trying to always help them and, right. like, do things I'm for like, them. I know you care about them, but what you don't realize is that you're hurting them long-term by babying them. Like, we're meant to grow. Your only job as a parent is to literally help your child be the best version of themselves by the time they make it to be on their own. Yeah, and you want them to, like, want to leave the house and want to do right. their own thing. Yeah, and most parents don't. Yeah. I was just going to say something else regarding that. Sorry. But... No, that's okay. But I was going to say that that has to do with, like, anything. Because I feel like we never really had... Maybe this is good, maybe this is bad, but Shane and I didn't read, like, any parenting blogs, any parenting books, any anything. Like, we just... Because they're all bad. Yeah, no. Well, the thing I was going to say is, it's funny, like, we were... 
when you think about it from like a book standpoint, like we were not prepared to be parents at all, but we did, our entire parenting is instinctual. Like our entire method of parenting is just like, this is what I would do. This is what makes the most sense. And we just think about it from that standpoint, which means her growing up, I feel like the reason why she hit so many of her markers so early is because we had zero expectations. Like we didn't know when she was supposed to sit up. She just started sitting up. We didn't know when she was supposed to hold her head. She just started holding her head. We didn't know when she was supposed to crawl. She just started crawling. We didn't know when she was supposed to like, you know what I mean? Like all these things was like, when is she supposed to eat real food? I don't know, but I'm giving her a bar. Here you go. Like when is she supposed to eat nuts? I don't know, but she said a peanut butter bar. Like, and so I feel like we just have no expectation or no, not like we just, we don't have limiting beliefs. Yeah. We just don't know. We're not like, Oh, you can't walk because you're not eight months yet. And that's when you can start walking. Like when someone's a year old and they're like, I haven't given my kid peanuts yet. I'm afraid of how they react. I'm like, what are you waiting for? Know, like, like, the food right is going to be there right now or in five years from now. You might as well just do it. Find I know. Out. I, people have like laughed at, like I've told people, like we literally gave, I gave Opal four every single old. nut. Yeah. She was four months old. I gave her every single nut like yeah, out there. As soon as she popped her tooth. Yeah, exactly. So, and I don't know. That's just like, I think Opal can do, I feel like she's fully capable of doing many things and I just challenge her to that. I'm like, okay, you can do this yourself. Like, figure it out. And most of the time she does. She'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll show, yeah, like I'll show her how to do it a couple times. But after that, and kids are so proud to do things. Like they're just so, they love being praised. So if you show them how to do something and then they do it themselves and you're like, oh my God, yay, like great job. Then they're going to keep on doing it. Lately she's been loving chores. Like she loves to help with chores. That's her new favorite thing. And I love it. I can't wait till she's older and she can start doing even more, reaching more <laughs> things and doing more things. Yeah, I always find it so bizarre when, like, a kid's, like, definitely capable of doing something and they don't do it. Like, putting, like, like washing or rinsing a dish. Or, like, putting their clothes on. Yeah. Or, like, eating. Like, remember your nephew <laughs> when he was, God. like, four years old? Yeah. I was like, bro, I'm pretty sure he can feed yeah. himself. Like, he's 100% capable. It's just very, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, you're only creating... I'm okay with offending a lot of people because I do it all the time, so it's all right. What do you mean? In what sense? Like all the people who do this to their children. Oh, yeah. Or have children that refuse to be responsible. It's your own fucking fault. You did it to yourself. <laughs> yeah. I was watching now if they're older. Yeah. <laughs> you, you needed to set these like in. Like when, teena- when your teenager leaves their dirty, nasty clothes all over their room, you know why? It's because your dumbass picked them up all the time for the last 10 years. Yeah. Even something like that. Like, I tell Opal, okay, put your clothes in the hamper. And she does it. Right. She knows. She, like, instill good habits. Yeah. Immediately. But also, that's where our fuck... Our clothes are never where they're not supposed to be. Our dirty clothes. Oh, yeah. Why are you looking at me like that? No reason. Are my dirty clothes somewhere right now? No, they're not I mean, dirty. my sweatshirt is they're my not, thing. They're not dirty. Yeah. That's why I'm saying our dirty clothes are never where they're not supposed to be. Nothing is. Right. We're, yeah, we're, to, we're pretty organized. She has OCD because we have OCD. It's because it's a nice way to live. <laughs> Okay, next question. Uh, This one's directed towards me. Being a leader and a mother, what do you find most difficult to balance? First of all, I hate sexism. That question could be for two people. (laughs) All right, let's How about being a parent and a leader? Let's ask you on both sides. No, I'm not not contributing. This person's... (laughs) Wow, you're not salty at all. (laughs) That's because I just... I don't like people. I don't like things that are sexist. It makes me mad and upset. I'm like, you're just providing more segregation between everyone. I mean, anyway, it's about motherhood, and motherhood is very different than fatherhood. That's true, but like, you don't think fathers that are lousy going... or incapable need advice too? 
What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> they need to hear it as well. No. Like the exact reason you're asking specifically for women is why men need to hear it. Because <laughs> you feel like they're failing. Maybe they're no pet leaders. <laughs> yeah. That's why they need to hear it. That's the point. <laughs> I'm dead. Uh, being a leader in a mother, what do you find most difficult? Uh, <laughs> I know, I just had to reread it again because I forgot. <laughs> most difficult to balance is exactly that. Being, like, owning a business and being a mother. That's, like, that's the most difficult part is trying to decide where I want to focus my attention and what needs more attention. Because I feel like I could spend 24-7 on the business and be, like, perfectly happy and be feel fulfilled. But I could also spend 24-7 on Opal and be perfectly happy and perfectly fulfilled, but that's just not a world I live in. It's just not possible. So I feel like the most difficult part is trying to be a super present mom while also being a super present business owner. What about you? I'm going to do my exact same answer. Yeah. It's hard. It's, I've never... I've never had a hard time working ever in my whole entire life until Opal. Not when Opal was born, but maybe since she was like a year old. And then it became hard. Yeah, it that's the thing. It becomes right now when they're infants, they just need more of you because especially if like they're breastfeeding or whatever it is, like their napping schedule, all that, they need like more of you. But as they get older, then it's like you're you don't want to leave them. Like you want to hang out with them because they're so fun and like just you love like watching them grow and you want to be part of so their life. So much happens every day. Yeah, so and much they want changes. To incorporate you, which is which is a nice. And part. that's the other thing, yeah, is like especially when your kid like understands. Oh man, like. If you hang out one day and then the next day they're like, da, da, like, oh, but we'll do that if you're here for one day. And the next yeah. day she's like, da, 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 da. Even yesterday when you were. She's going to me after our trip. <laughs> I know. It's going to be so sad. <laughs> anyway. But, but. No, yeah. It's a, it's a struggle whether you're a mother or a father. You like, you don't think fathers miss their children when they're gone at work all day? I think like what happens is in the beginning they have to do it. And then they just become like numb to it because like maybe they actually hate it. Like maybe they hate themselves for leaving all the time. But you know what, guys? That's because we need better laws for maternity leave and paternity leave. We need dads to be able to have that those first few months where they can take that time to connect with their kids. Right. Because a lot of dads don't get that. I mean, a lot of companies don't even give paternity time at all. And if they do, it's like a week. And typically in that week, the dad's not taking time to spend and like nurture a relationship with the baby. They're trying to help their wife or like the baby mama or their wife. To like make sure she's set up for when they have to go back to work. Like you're just trying to comfort your wife, not you're not really taking the time to connect with the baby. But in other countries, like in a lot of European countries, like Switzerland, I remember like reading this thing once that there's like I think they give them like the father four months off and the mother four months off. So they'll just be like being like a, a quote unquote stay at home dad. It's not like you're a stay at home dad. You're obviously on paternity leave, but like. There's dads that go into the park with their kids. They're just the dads are way more present with the kids, and they get to cultivate that relationship early on. They're not forced to go to work and only get a relationship once the kid's older. I'll say fun fact: uh, in all of those countries where they do that, crime rate is a lot lower. It's true. It's just an interesting and re- fact. And repetitive crime is a lot lower. Yeah. And divorce rates are a lot lower. I know. <laughs> For obvious reasons. Because <laughs> babies are hard. Yeah. Okay. This one's funny. Baby talk. What are your feelings on it? Don't fucking do it. <laughs> your, your children are geniuses, and you make them stupid and dumb by talking to them like they're stupid and dumb. That makes me so mad, and I've been anti-baby talk since day one, and Opal's a fucking genius. <laughs> like, she is my living... For everything that I feel like people do wrong, 
and we're doing right, and everyone's so amazed by Opal. This is exactly why. So the people who are practicing this just shut the fuck up and treat them like they're gen- like they're so smart. They're a sponge. They absorb everything. So when you talk to them like they're stupid, what do you think they're gonna yeah. like? How do you think they're gonna respond? Oh, I hate baby people, talk so much. Uh, I also just hate when people don't call things what they are. Like oh, that's, that's like too. what I mean. Like baby talk is like I. That's how I that's feel. That's like like eh, that's like one thing, and I don't, I don't like, do it. I don't even like I, nicknames for things. Like a banana is a banana. It's not a nana. It's a banana. <laughs> Call it what it is. Like I hate it. Yeah, I like you it. want your you want your like instead of like a panda bear, it's like your pandy. Right. Yeah. No. Either name the teddy bear an actual name, like Nala, like our cat. Like yeah. name it yeah, like yeah. it's an actual name or call it what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And that's what we do. We call everything exactly what everything is. Right. We so don't she knows. make names for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that that was gonna be a funny one for you. Oh, it makes me mad. It just I know, it you frustrates hate, me. You hate me. I have very strict like so like oh, uh, Holly's on board with every with nearly everything that I'm on board with with parenting. However, like, you got to think of, like, your relatives and in-laws on both sides and, like, their siblings and all this other stuff. And, like, laying down the law in the beginning, that was just part of it. No baby talk, no fear-based living. And that's hard to, like, get people to, like, be okay with. And it's hard to get people to, like, because they did it to their children. So 30 years later, they're thinking, like, it's, like, their natural response. And it's hard to program them not to do and it. And what you have to do is just be consistent. Right. Like, you got, like, don't bend. Don't be, like, don't don't, be... Also, don't be mad at them. Which yeah, is hard. Yeah. Like, I was mad. Holly was better. But, like... You just have to keep reminding them. Like, hey, we don't react in that way. Or, hey, we don't talk in that way. Or whatever it is. You know? You just have right. to, like, keep reminding them. And then eventually... They're going to remember and they're not going to act that way. This like is true with everything, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the same thing, like, you want to go vegan? Don't let anyone talk you out of it. Well, or yeah, like, this is, like, actually the... Free, one of, don't let anyone, like, try to force alcohol on you. This is one of the next questions somebody asked, which we didn't really necessarily deal with this too much, but it said, did people criticize you for raising her opal? How do you deal with family that thinks that a baby needs to eat animal products to be healthy? Do you see my face? I'm scary as fuck. <laughs> Thankfully, we were already vegan before right. we had Opal, so that makes it a little different, but, and and our family, like, I don't know, we were just very, like, no, like we did, were just saying, did, we were very, like, laid down long in the beginning, right, like, we will not say, bend, like, you know this did, is, like. That's what it is, like, we are strict, and, like, people know Holly and I for being those people who are, like, this is what we decided, and that's it. Like, you can't yeah, like convince it's me otherwise. It's not you can't try to You're force not me to do me... anything. You put me in a circumstance where there's no other option, I will do nothing. Exactly. Like, there's ten things on table, and I can't eat it. I'll eat nothing. I'll exactly. starve, and I have no yeah. problem doing it. Exactly. And, like, and I think most people train people around them to, like, force them until the point where they cave. And I'm like, don't be a bitch. Just be, like, Because Because guess what? If you – if they keep trying to – I don't know. Yeah, like, be like, oh, sorry, we didn't make anything. Oh, there's nothing here for you. And then after so many times you finally cave, they're never going to – Yeah, they're always going to do it. They're never going to be okay with you, like, choosing this lifestyle or whatever. Stand up for yourself. And if it's your kid, guess what? It's my kid. You Like, you need – like, it's your kid. At the end of the day, you have the decision of who they're around, who gets to see them, who they get to stay with. If it's like a grandparent trying to be like, oh, they need eggs, they need chicken or whatever. I don't know. Whatever right. it is. If, they're, if it's a grandparent, okay, you're, then you will never be alone with my child if you don't believe that this is the way that they're going to be because I don't trust you that you're not going to give them eggs or chicken. Yeah. Like that's just it. At the end of the day, if you don't trust that they're not going to respect your wishes or the way that you and, want your child to be raised, if they raised you one way, because I feel like also a lot of parents who 
maybe deal with this from grandparents as like, oh, you were raised this way, you grew up this way, you're perfectly fine, you're perfectly healthy. But it's like, yeah, but now you didn't give me the you didn't give me the option to choose. Right. And I'm giving them the option to choose. If one day Opal chooses to eat animal products, whoopie do, great. She can she can do that. That's like ultimately up to her. I've showed her and laid out like this lifestyle that I believe is right. Um, and I've showed her all the benefits and whatever, but if she chooses to eat it, like I'm not, you know, but I want to give her that option. To backtrack though, I think because I'm very hardcore about like cutting people out of my life who don't like to fall into my, whatever you want to call it. Like if I tell you like, you're not going to treat me a certain way and you do it, but you, I just X you out for, and it may not be forever. It's just like, a t- it's like I do it as a form of teaching. I chastise. I don't think a lot of people can was, do that, was, but, but I, I feel like say, the I, best way to do it is like at the beginning, like laying right, down the do, law at the right. beginning. But I was going to say a lot of people, cause I tell people I do this and a lot of people are like, their response is, Oh, that's selfish. And I'm like, no, the other person is being selfish because it's your life. Like, that's very strange that you think it's selfish for you to dictate your own life. Like, it's very odd. Like, if like if my mother, I don't know, if my mother was one of these people who fed opal sugar or animal products, because they're one and the same, they're both terrible, and she wanted to see opal, I'd say no. Like, it'd be really easy for me, and I'd have no problem doing that, because, like, she doesn't care about opal, obviously, she cares about herself. Mm-hmm. If you cared about opal, you'd want to give her the best. Yeah, exactly. So, that's how I just look at it. It's not selfish, you're taking care of what you believe is right. And yeah, at the end of the day, it's your kid. You have to stand up for like, you know, especially if they're young enough where they can't stand up for themselves. You just need to be the one who's like advocating for them. Right. And that's all it is. If someone doesn't want to respect the decision that you make, then they can't be alone with your child. Right. And I'll tell you over time, they will conform to your beliefs. Yeah. And I think it's not like you have to criticize them for the way the lifestyle that they choose or the way that they choose to eat. Like if your mom or dad or aunts or uncles or whatever are still eating that way, like I'm not going to tell you it's wrong or anything, but all I'm saying is that my family doesn't do that. Right. You just got to respect my rules. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know. It's getting long. So. That's okay. Keep going. This is a good one. I know. People will listen to this one. Okay. Next one is, does Opal sleep through the night? How did you get her to sleep through the night if she does? Oh, this is purely Holly. <laughs> yes, she does. After many failed attempts at the, what was the other one called? The Fiverr? Fiverr? I can't remember. I, I can't remember what the other one's called. Fiber. Fee, eh, something. Whatever the method is where you basically just let them cry for hours and hours after many failed attempts at that. I had a friend who's a nanny who told me about... So the woman's called Taking Cara, C-A-R-A, Babies, I think. And it's a, and she essentially is like a nurse who created this program for parents. And it's a little bit of the cry it out, but it's more like a pattern where you let them, so you put them in bed, you create a nighttime routine, first of all, which we're super strict on this, on this nighttime routine, like Opal does the same thing no matter where she is every night she goes down at the same time it doesn't matter what's going on like we're kind of psycho in that way like if we're out we're getting home and opal's going to bed she's getting in her tub we're reading three books and then she's going into her where i rock her for one minute and then she goes into her bed but basically the way that we did that was shane was gone because he hated hearing her cry so i did it a weekend while he was gone and literally she was great like Essentially, it's like you let them cry out for five minutes, go in and check on them. You don't pick them up. You don't do anything. You just like basically say like, you're okay, rub their back or whatever. And then 10 minutes and 15 and eventually they just 
fall asleep. But the whole idea of it is you want to teach them. You want to let them know that, like, I'm still here. I haven't abandoned you. But you want to teach them to soothe themselves, so to be able to put themselves to sleep. So, yes, long story short, she sleeps through the night. That's what we did, taking care of baby. Look her up on Instagram. Taking? Taking Kara, C-A-R-A. Her name's Kara. Babies. Taking care of baby. That was a good program. Yeah. Nopal sleeps 11, 11 to 12 hours. 12 hours. Night. Yeah. 11 to 12. Yeah, from seven, but she's like down at the same time every night. Yeah, down no matter what. Yeah. Sometimes maybe she just doesn't want to sleep as much and she wakes up a little earlier, but that's okay. Yeah, but she's pretty good. Then she naps for longer that day. Yeah. So yes, it sucks at first when they're crying, but honestly, it's like after three days, she was pretty good. Acclimated. Yeah, she was fine. So I think a lot of parents end up giving up. Like that's what I did at the beginning. It's like, oh, I can't hear her crying. I'm just going to pick her up. And then it would just suck for me because I was miserable at night waking up every freaking two hours. Or also, whatever. I think the really cool about her program is, is her thing was like put them to bed earlier. Oh, yeah. For like yeah. the natural rhythm of the world or whatever. Yeah. Which was. So, which most parents, because Oba was waking up early, remember? Right. And yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going on. So we kept trying to put her to bed later because we're like, well, if she's in bed later, yeah. she'll be tired and she won't wake up as early. But actually, so if your kid wakes up at like three, four, whatever in the morning, that's because you're putting them to bed too late. So you actually need to push your bedtime earlier. She was even saying you can push it to like 6.30. She said 7 is like the best time, but depending on how tired your kid is, 6, 6.30, like you just have to feel it out. And yes, they should sleep 11 to 12 hours. So if your kid goes down at 6, 11 to 12 hours from that is 6. To six, six. Five, yeah, to six. 5 or 6. You got to get up with them. Like, sorry. Right. In the summertime, the sun's up at 6 anyway. Yeah. Also, exactly. I, remember, I remember baby stuff aside. Uh, years ago, um, back when we were in California, that like even as an adult, the prime time to always be fully asleep is from 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. And that's where you actually fall into like the deepest amount of REM and you like fully fall asleep. And that has to do with like gravitational pull and all that other stuff. But Makes sense. That's pretty interesting. I've heard Chris like, so, like, talk about that before. So like, yeah, so, <laughs> like ultimately you got to be in bed by probably like 9, 9.30 at the latest. So you're actually asleep at 10, not getting to bed at 10. And then once, anytime after three, when you wake up, essentially, this is not like, like you should, it's like, those five hours are like the prime hours. Mm -hmm. But if you wake up at 3.34 or 5, you're going to be, you're going to feel almost the same no matter what. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And it does. It has to do with like the gravitational pull. Man, we're going to switch our bedtime. I know. All right. Next question is. What is it like traveling with Opal? Any tips or tricks for a mama who's about to travel with her 10-month-old? Well, that's how old Opal was when she went to Italy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Literally 10 How many hour old. flight? Jeez. And she got stuck. And we got stuck yeah. on that freaking on a, flight. On an hour and a half flight to New York, it took us seven hours to get there. So, <laughs> And literally, we were like actually stuck on the tarmac in yeah, the yeah. plane. Um, oh, Holly's going to answer the question better than anyone. But also, like, I think it partially depends on the baby. As well, so like you have to like take that into consideration. We just give her tons. Of, like I feel like a couple important things are one, make them comfy. So just we always, I she always travels in her pajamas. <laughs> 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 always, no matter what time of the day it is, she's traveling in her jams. Yeah, she normally naps on the plane too, and then breastfeeding off takeoff and landing. Yeah, so with use, the boob out. Yeah, yeah, or if not the boob, then like a bottle or something because it's the pressure from the airplane rising or going down 
Upstairs. Like a baby can't, yeah, a baby can't tell you like, ah, my ears, and they don't know to like yawn or you know chew or whatever it is. Yeah, like to get to get their ears to feel better. So sometimes when you hear babies like screaming, crying on airplanes, probably because their ears are just like in a lot of pain, and the parents don't necessarily know or don't know how to fix it once it's at that point. So yeah, breastfeed, takeoff, and landing. I always breastfeed her, and um, we just bring t- I bring tons of snacks and I bring like her top toys. I bring books because she loves books. And then, to be honest, let them roam around. Like, don't be afraid. I know airports are disgusting and people are going to, like, people bug. When we let Opal run around, like, I always get messages of people being like, ah! Opal almost never sick because... We let her roll on the ground. Like, she goes on the ground, crawls on the ground. I don't know what she's doing. We're Probably eats her. things off the ground. Who no, knows? Like, do I don't know. But, like, I mean, I feel like she's definitely dropped some toss and eat them off the ground. That's before. different than, like, like finding something No, on no, the she doesn't. Yeah, no. But, like, we just let her. We try to, like, before, before we get on the airplane, let her just exude energy. Yeah. Because be she's going to be stuck there. Yeah. And then... When we were on the long flights, like, when we were in Italy and stuff, um, my parents did. Like, my mom would walk her in the aisles and stuff. And we, thankfully, we were, like, so blessed that majority of our long flights, we were in the very first row, which has more space. Because it's, like, you got the wall right there. So we literally would just, like, put our leg up and she would just crawl around and hang out in there and like yeah. we put her toys on the ground and she just like would stand up pull like the little information booklets out like she just hung out in there so lots of snacks whatever their favorite toys are make them comfortable don't be afraid to let them crawl around and do their thing and this goes without saying but don't be anxious yourself yeah babies feel it don't be stressed don't be late don't worry about it don't be late to the airport be at your gate on time don't if carry cry- a bunch of things if either. If they're crying, <laughs> like, who, like, if they're crying and people are bitching, who the fuck cares? They don't have children. They don't understand. Yeah. Just, like, just gotta let them be. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. I feel like, I feel like that's parents are always overconscious. They're like, oh, everyone hates me because my baby's crying. And I'm like, you're on an airplane. Do you know what planes do to your body? They're terrible for humans. So imagine a baby having to feel all of that. Exactly. And honestly, like Shane said, the only people who actually care that your baby's crying are people who are not parents because they don't know. Anyone who's a parent, even if, like, you look, like, you as a mom, like, kind of look like, oh, my God. Like, people will go out of their way to tell you, it's okay. Because, like, there has been times where, like, I don't know if Opal's been crying. Actually, Not I, really. I would have said it But I've said to parents before when other kids are almost, crying. Almost I'm always like, every flight, everyone's like, wow, she's so good. Yeah. And, like, and everybody's like, like, I didn't realize there was a baby <laughs> next to us or behind us. Too. And I'm like, yeah, because... Literally every flight, like, when we land and we're, like, getting ready to go, they're like, what? There's a baby in here? <laughs> she was so good. Yeah, no, but good. I always, like, go out of my way to make sure, like, parents... And, like, like that if their baby's crying, I'm like, it's okay. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. Because I don't want parents to, like, be embarrassed or ashamed or, like, be trying to shut their child up instead of actually trying to figure out what's wrong with the child. Just being stuck in a tube. <laughs> <laughs> a pressure freaking tube. <laughs> Um, what's your parenting philosophy? This is a loaded question for the last question. That's a, that's the last question? Uh-huh. That is a big question. I don't know if I, I've never laid down, like, an actual philosophy. I think it goes with, like, what I was saying earlier, though. Like, be the active living example of what you think is the best at your current state. Like, obviously, like, knowledge changes everything. So, like, science may change what we think about certain things in the future, but, like, Doing, like, what I believe 100% and making sure I'm applying it in my life so Opal sees it and Opal applies it in her life just from imitation is 
my problem, my philosophy. Yeah, I don't even know, like, I guess my philosophy is just creating the best environment for her to, like, learn, grow, feel loved, understand, like, creativity, and just, like, create an environment for her. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) What the devil. Excuse me. Where she can thrive. That's all I just, that's my only, like, emotionally, physically, mentally, everything, creatively, just creating an environment for her to be able to thrive and giving her the ability to be curious and try new things. Yeah. It's hard to say, like, an actual philosophy. Yeah. I haven't thought about it, but maybe we'll get back to it. I think we just do it. I think maybe that's why. We just don't think about it. We just do it. Yeah. We're just actively living it. All right, those are all the questions we got. Just want to shout out all of my following who suck, <laughs> except for that one person. Thank you. You know who you are. Yeah, you know who you are. Everyone else, <laughs> suck away. Lame. <laughs> you want to know nothing about Opal? Want to know nothing about parenting? Fine. 